Welcome to episode 17 of the G2 on 5G. It's our first standalone edition, and we're pleased today to have John Saw. John's a former Sprint CTO, and now he's the Executive Vice President of Advanced and Emerging Technology for the new T-Mobile. Welcome, John. Thank you, thank you. We're pleased to have yeah. you. Yeah, we're pleased to have you, and, and our firm, More Insights and Strategy, has been following the Sprint T-Mobile merger for quite some time. Both Angela and I and Patrick have written numerous articles on Forbes, and I'd like to say that uh, we saw the value from the very beginning. There were lots of doubters, um, but we saw, you know, that, those incredible spectrum assets coming together and Sprint's bringing a balance of enterprise uh, to a very consumer-centric T-Mobile to really combine into a powerhouse. So we are pleased to have you, and I'm, I'm going to kick things off uh, with my first question, and um, your title is very descriptive. and uh, I know on a recent analyst uh, call, you talked a little bit about compelling 5G use cases. I think there are plenty that are obvious in the consumer space, low latency mobile gaming, these sorts of things. But I believe that the transformative um, aspects of 5G are really going to bear fruit within the enterprise. So we'd love to hear your input on where you see some of the most impactful 5G use cases. Sure. Uh, I, I, th thanks for having me on the show again. And, and I can go on for hours talking about 5G and 5G use cases. I, I think the three of us have been exposed to all the Gs in wireless, right? And I, I really think that, you know, 5G is the first G designed from the ground up to meet the needs of many vertical industries. You know, as, as good as LTE is, uh, it, it is simply a very generic data layer. Right. right, but five G is an umbrella of options that has focused from the beginning on 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 features and capabilities that we need to transform the vertical applications. Um, Ultra reliable, low latency features will, will enable many industrial and control applications. They just cannot do it LTE. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Um, you know, but but a vision for compelling five G use cases can only be realized with a nationwide five G network that has the depth and capacity and the breadth and coverage to enable all these use cases. Mm -hmm. you, you simply cannot do it if a network only has 0.4% of 5G availability, even after two years of trying, sure. right? And, 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 and if you look at T-Mobile, you know, we are building a network that can support all 5G use cases and fuel innovation across every industry. I mean, we have, you know, we now control more than 300 megahertz of, of sub six gigahertz spectrum, low and mid band spectrum, that is twice what AT&T has and three times Verizon's holding. And oh, by the way, we actually hold more millimeter wave spectrum than AT&T. So, so we're such a rich spectrum asset. And, 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 and well, you call it right from you know, the get-go like years ago, right? You know, with such a rich spectrum asset finally put together with a merger, you know, I say bring on the use cases, mm -hmm. right? Right. And, and, and part of my job at T-Mobile is, is, is try to fuel innovation and build an ecosystem of 5G services and applications. Simply say, we have to build something bigger than ourselves. Um, right. We have a number of incubator uh, type programs in place. Um, we run the Accelerator in Kansas City. We are a founding member of the 5G Open Innovation Lab with Intel and NASA in Seattle. Mm -hmm. um, in, in just the last few months, you know, we have come across a number of interesting startups working on some really cool uh, use cases. Um, autonomous drone swarms that are currently being used uh, to fight COVID-19 in the UK by disinfecting public places. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, 
just 90 days ago, if you tell me this is a use case, I would think you, are, you, you must be dreaming. But it yeah. seems perfectly normal now to spray you know, disinfectant on, in public places to, to save lives, right? right? Um, we are looking at holographic video conferencing with volumetric spatial processing with a startup. Uh, wearables such as helmets for live streaming of professional sports. Uh, glasses that make our screen the world around us. They are no longer limited by a smartphone. Uh, AR and VR platforms to train frontline workers and students, uh, especially now with, with distance learning becoming the norm rather than the exception. Mm -hmm. um, a, a local agricultural company now is using robots for greenhouse farming. Um, you know, we have a company that's building a solution for more predictive food supply chains, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, th these incubator programs are so exciting. And, and the current, you know, the creativity around new disruptive 5G use cases are virtually endless, right? right. LTE helped build companies like Uber and Lyft and right, TikTok right. and Snapchat. You know, mm -hmm. I, I really cannot wait to see who will become the next Uber in healthcare, you know, right. in manufacturing and, and in automotive. So it, it's, it's a very exciting space. And, and, and the thing with T-Mobile is that we actually have the network to support all this. It's absolutely critical. And, you know, you touched on ride sharing, uh, LTE helped birth that. And I'm equally uh, excited about like w what's lurking around the corner because no one saw that coming. It completely disrupted an industry that needed to be disrupted, um, deliver, you know, to deliver better service and better pricing and that sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and you touched on ag tech, and, and that's an area that I think um, can also really benefit from 5G. But I think, you know, you touched on it. Uh, an operator has to have the right spectrum footprint. You have to have low, mid, and high band for the millimeter wave, you know, type, type connectivity to be able to serve all of that. And, and I think, you know, what you're talking about, I mean, it's transformative. It's saving lives with COVID. It's uh, improving agriculture technology that can improve and increase the food supply. So um, it, it's really exciting. And that sort of leads to my second um, question. And um, well before the merger, when, when Sprint and T-Mobile were separate companies, one of the things that I was very critical about T-Mobile was that um, it was very consumer focused. And it did an exceptional job providing great you know value and benefits to consumers but was very light on um you know enterprise and and often you know when i would ask the question the answer i would receive was well we're going to deliver lower pricing to the enterprise and as we all know that that's not sustainable but one of the things that was exciting to me about the two companies coming together was sprint's um enterprise acumen and you know you you for for you know for many years you supported um, um enterprise you know type services uh, recently, you know, SD-WAN and, and that sort of thing. So I'm curious, as, as you join Neville's team, um, what, what experience are you going to lean into to bring more of a balance to the new T-Mobile so that um, you're, you're, meeting, you know, you're, you're meeting the bar, not only from a consumer services perspective, but, a, but an enterprise services perspective? Yeah, so, so very good question, Will. Uh, you, know, you know, just to cut to the chase, uh, you know, enterprise uh, at new T-Mobile is going to be a growth area for us, mm -hmm. um, simply because that, there's so much untapped potential with this network that, we're, that we are building, right? My, my 5G experience at Sprint, you know, gave me some very good insights into what enterprises are looking for with 5G. 
if you remember in the early days of 5G, we built a number of 5G test beds for enterprise use, like Peachtree mm-hmm. Corners in Georgia right. and in Greenville, South Carolina for, for, for testing uh, uh, autonomous uh, vehicles, right? But, you know, despite the strength that Sprint had with enterprise and, and the array of, of, of big customers, the, the, the Sprint 5G network is built using just the mid-band 2.5 spectrum, right? And, and we lack the low-band spectrum by 600 to build a more ubiquitous footprint to fully support the 5G, you know, enterprise services. Mm-hmm. Now, we fast forward to today, to new T-Mobile, we have a much richer spectrum position, right? And, and we can therefore build a more compelling nationwide 5G network to really take on the enterprise space and, and go big time. And go mm-hmm. and go even bigger than what Sprint has, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I think our goal at New T Mobile is to become the number one mobile provider for businesses. Wow! Right? We we yes, we believe our network capability that we're building with five G will allow us to leapfrog AT and T and Verizon mm-hmm. by offering the biggest and best five G network, the best support and and the best value. And and on top of that, you know, my new role at T Mobile is to you know like Mike Sivert said, try to look around the corner on what's next in the enterprise space and how best can we leverage 5G to transform the businesses, Mm -hmm. right? So so my team is working closely with Mike Katz's team uh, within T-Mobile for Business in looking for what kind of partnerships we can develop, right? And what kind of advanced capabilities we need to build on top of this this 5G network to serve Mm -hmm. the full range of use cases. So it's it's a very exciting time and, and I think putting Sprint and T-Mobile together with the Spectrum assets, with 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 some good momentum of enterprise is going to take us to the next level as far as transforming the you know the enterprise uh, space uh, with some of our biggest customers. Yeah, no, it seems like you're hitting on all cylinders. And uh, I'm going to hand uh, the second half of our broadcast over to okay. Ansel, and he wants to talk a little bit about your recent uh, standalone announcement. So, Ansel, I'll let you take it away. Sure. So. I was curious about, you know, how does a recent standalone announcement and the broad spectrum footprint, you know, relating to the layer cake kind of um, drive real digital transformation in ways that maybe 4G hadn't before or, you know, previous 5G networks that were not as complete um, could? Sure. So, so standalone is a massive milestone and, and, and being first to launch standalone 5G is going to give us, you know, the edge that I just talked about. And, and kudos to, to, to our CTO, Abdul Saad, and his team for pushing this through. It, it wasn't easy. It, it was a lot of work, mm-hmm. right? So, so standalone removes our dependency on LTE. You're no longer anchored to, to the older technology. And therefore, it, it can expand our footprint and, and, and lower our latencies. Right, simply because it's the more efficient core. Um, you know, with this deployment of standalone so far, we are already seeing a, a 30% coverage improvement to cover 250 million people. That's the biggest 5G network in the world today, right? Mm-hmm. And, and our engineers are already seeing, you know, significant improvement in latency as we continue to to uh, to optimize our, our standalone network, right? And you couple all this, Anshel, with, with the fact that T-Mobile is the only operator with sufficient fresh spectrum in all the 5G bands, like you mentioned, like low band, mid band, and high band. And, and we are well positioned to tra- help transform and disrupt many vertical industries, you know, be it massive IoT using low band spectrum in agriculture and in oil and gas in rural areas, right, to wearables, 
right, using our mid-band spectrum in metro areas, right, to cloud robotics using our millimeter wave and mid-band spectrum in smart factories, right? So, so the, the, least, the least of opportunities is there, right? We just have to be able to prioritize and work with, with our enterprise customers to, 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 to bring this to life, right? So, so, and then this standalone network, uh, you know, not only gives us better coverage and lower latency, it's also the foundation to unlock many more advanced capabilities like edge computing and, and network slicing, right? And, and these in turn will, will pave the way for applications that require real-time responses, right? Like, like remote healthcare, um, massive connectivity, such as, you know, mobile augmented and virtual reality, uh, cloud gaming, smart factories, and, and connected vehicles. So, so I think, you know, we're off to a great start with, with not just a 5G network, but the fact that we have now a standalone capability is going to now unlock a lot of new 3GPP releases with 5G that is actually still evolving. Right. And I feel like one of the things that's really not been talked much about by pretty much anyone is the fact that, you know, standalone brings the ability to do network splicing and how many yes. different applications that brings. Um, I, just like as a follow-up, I was kind of curious as to what you think uh, network slicing will enable that wasn't possible before. Well, basically, network slicing allows uh, allows to to support um, you know all paradigms with newer concepts. As an example, private networks has been around forever, right? You mm -hmm. can either use dedicated spectrum, you can use Wi-Fi, right? But you know, with network slicing, we can bring private networks to a whole new layer, a new 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 level, right? Uh, for instance, uh, for for IoT, we we can actually you know provide an IoT operator um, a, a slice of the network that has its own security capability just for IoT, right? In order to do that, though, you need to be able to 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 slice across not just the radio but also the core, right? Which is easier, radio is harder, and also the transport, right? Now, all this has been worked in, in release 15 and in release 16, right? Once this is available, right, you need a standalone core to get, you, know, you need edge computing, right? And then you can create these slices for enterprises that require specific capabilities and, and, you, and, and depending on the use cases, right? And, and, and it could be for gaming, you can have like a slice for gaming, a slice for IoT, Right, with massive number of machines that has low bandwidth but require real-time capability. Right, obviously you can do a slice for 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 a hotspot broadband wireless as well. So, so again, it, it's going to open up a lot of opportunities. It's going to allow us to actually give uh, some ability for our enterprise customers to get some capabilities that they need, right, without having to own the entire network. Right, and also it's going to deliver new monetization opportunities for operators like T-Mobile. Right, I think. With LTE, Absolutely. that was a challenge, right? With the OTTs and, you know, you know, they, they sort of rode on that the billions of dollars in investment that the T-Mobiles of the world have put out there. And now with network slicing, you can, you, you can monetize that, that pipe. So I think that's super. There's important. certainly a good potential there. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I guess that leads into my second question, which is kind of based on the idea of, um, you know, specialized spectrum, which is, are there, have there been any unique challenges uh, with the 2.5 gigahertz rollout um, utilizing the Sprint Spectrum assets, considering it's a very unique kind of, uh, you know, switch from one carrier to another? 
Sure. So, so this the uh, the two dot five spectrum is TDD. Uh, that's about the only thing that's unique about it. Um, it is actually one of the largest LTE ecosystem globally today, simply because it's used a lot in Asia as well, and and, and so so it, it you know it's in every iconic smartphone today. So the, the size of the ecosystem is actually very sizable, um, and, and Sprint has been deploying two point five gigahertz for years, right? And, and we have learned a lot from the experience. Uh, which has actually today allow us to roll out 2.5 gigahertz e e even faster. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't see you know any unsolved issues. Right? Maybe if you have asked me this five years ago, and she'll say, yeah, yeah, it's pretty new. You know, let's see how China Mobile does. But you know, today, you know, it, it is one of the largest ecosystems available on pre pretty much every phone, um, and and it, it's it's also a very mature ecosystem uh, that all our RAN vendors uh, support. Um, and 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 you know I'm I'm actually very impressed with what uh, Olf and the, and his team has done in terms of the pace of deploying 2.5, which is approaching uh, almost a thousand sites a month. I think that's what Neville said in the last endless meeting that you guys were in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and since we're not really building new towers or small cells, it, it is a fairly predictable process uh, when we add 2.5 to a, a, an existing macro tower. All right, and, and don't forget. With Sprint Towers and T-Mobile Towers, we actually get to pick, um, you know, the towers that we need without having to build new ones, right? Which is, right. to me, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get the density that is better than the competition, right? Mm -hmm. And and pick the ones that, that, that we need. Right. And, and and one of the things we learn is that as we add 2.5 to every site, it, 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 it changes the, the, the capacity game on that sector. Right, we we see uh, almost an eight times improvement in over LTE speeds. You know, average speed moves from to about three to four hundred megabit per second when we have all the all the three layer cakes working in New, in New York. So, so I, I think that the the, the rich two point five for layer is going to give T-Mobile a clear differentiation in in, in 5G. Right, and and guess what? So far, we're only using sixty to eighty megahertz of that spectrum. Right, right. Imagine. Right, the performance when we actually go full throttle with all 200 megahertz of 2.5 in every market, right? right. That, that's a that's a capacity that we can we we have yet to deliver, right? And and all this while the competition is struggling to find fresh mid-band spectrum, right? Uh, or, or doing you know I don't know voodoo math with DSS to magically create 5G capacity when the laws of physics will not allow it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so, so that's why I feel really good about where we are right now and our ability to lead with 5G, not just to compete, but I, I believe that T-Mobile will lead with 5G, right? Simply because we have all the assets today that we can bring to use. And, 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 you know, well, to, to your question, we believe that we are the ones that can really transform the vertical spaces. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So, and, yeah. And I, I think, you know, the way we see 2.5 gigahertz is definitely is that, you know, the robust layer for, for getting the best balance between coverage and speed. Right. Um, and I think, you know, that's why we saw this merger as such a um, crucial component of, you know, improving the U.S.'s 5G competitiveness. Because once you have one yes. competitive carrier, um, you start driving other carriers to be more aggressive and push harder on their, their rollouts as well. So I, I think, you know, having a much more competitive you know, new T-Mobile, uh, I think has been a very positive thing for the industry. Well said. I agree with you 100%.
This this has been a long time coming to put together very complementary spectrum assets. Definitely. Um, and I think with that, I think that kind of wraps us up this week. Um, we, we hope that our viewers and listeners found this week's topics interesting. Uh, if anyone out there would like to provide us with insights on specific 5G topics for a future podcast, please reach out to us on social media. Uh, Will is at Willtown Tech. I'm at Anshel Sog. And thanks again to John and T-Mobile for coming on to our inaugural standalone 5G episode. And we hope that you guys have a great weekend and please tune again next week. And thank thanks you for John. having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.